0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: Welcome to the Hollywood Raw podcast. I'm Dax Holt, joined by Mr. Adam Glenn in New York. Sir, how you
0: doing, buddy? What's up, brother? How you doing? I'm doing good. I, uh, I've been, uh, just kind of maintaining, been quarantined, uh, this past week was the first week I got out of New York City. Went down to the Jersey Shore, got some. Uh, went to the beach, which was pretty nice. But uh, I've just been watching TV. That's really what I've been doing. I'm not like on a set schedule. I've been watching TV, and that's why I'm excited for today's episode. This person on today's show is a show I've been kind of watching religiously a lot this season. It's uh, it's a, it's I enjoy. I mean, it. you
1: you. L- I was gonna say you don't stop talking about Summer House, <laughs> and we had we had Hannah Berner on. Like, what was that? A couple right before that? the season three started. months ago? Or yeah, something? yeah, right before yeah, the before season, the season came on. started. She, she was awesome. Loved having her on. Now we get another cast member from the show, which I'm very excited to talk to, uh, because I mean he's kind of one of. He's the main fucking dude on the show. He's he's the man on the show, and obviously he's one of the guys behind the like super popular drink Lover Boys. So we're gonna have Carl on with us. What up, buddy? Welcome. How are we doing? I'm good. Thanks for having dude. me. Guys. I like I like I like your tank
2: top you got going. It makes me I makes me, I should have more appropriate. Well, you know it. what?
1: I'm actually sunburnt, and I don't know if you can see it in the camera, but I got pretty sunburnt. So actually having a regular shirt on doesn't feel very good right now. <laughs> This is what happens when you have two children and all you want to do is get outside because you can't be stuck in your house anymore. I hear you. Well, thanks. Good to see you guys. And Adam, what's going on, man?
0: What's up, buddy? Is this this like the best time? Like, because the show is, you know, right now airing during quarantine, everyone's stuck at home. Have you noticed a difference with viewers watching it this season than any other season because of everyone is kind of stuck watching TV? Have you, you know, the ratings better and everything or what?
2: I mean, great question. I mean, I think part of not confused the last three seasons or four seasons i mean we've had pretty good ratings we're not like jersey shore or anything but um you know our, our demographics much younger but this season like we've had two of our episodes have been the highest rated ever in the series history um wow. uh, other than other than our first episode ever which was a vanderpump rules crossover uh, yeah. where people kind of felt like they were were duped into it but yeah that that was our highest all time I and mean, it was like over a million but we're like 700,000 live, and then you know, the, the numbers that matter are like the next couple of days after, which is on demand and other streaming. So
0: yeah. well listen, we're gonna get all into like the current season, but let's start from the beginning. What originally brought you to New York City? You know What brought Carl to New York City? Well,
2: I, so I, I went to Syracuse, I studied TV film, and my goal originally actually was I wanted to act and model, uh, but also kind of have a production component, whether writing or producing. So I moved to L.A. after graduation. I lived in L.A. I kind of did the thing, worked in production, kind of realized that, you know, financially it was you know, rough. I was working crazy hours. And I ultimately got into sales worked for a company like Invisalign doing dental stuff, wanted to get back closer to home. I'm from Pennsylvania and New York was an opportunity that popped up, came to New York and, you know, was doing the sales thing in New York and going to the Hamptons and having fun. And next thing I knew, like I kind of found myself wrapped up in getting cast on this TV show.
1: I was just going to say, so when you say you get into yeah. production, do that kind of stuff, was your goal like behind the scenes production and now it's transitioned to in front of the I, camera? Like, and, and how looking that go back down? in
2: all honesty, like I wanted to do more in front of the camera, but I wasn't making money doing that. So I had to do behind the scenes to make money thinking yeah. I could always get kind of back in and realize that very challenging unless, you know, it takes a while in some respects. So I got antsy. I had a friend working in medical sales, making great money. Um, I never thought I'd be kind of a sales guy, uh, you know, medical sales guy. It just kind of fit, fit me. So,
1: so did you sell a lot of Invisalign?
2: I did very well.
1: <laughs> yeah. I got a lot I, of pretty teeth out there thanks to you.
2: Yeah. I mean, and that's, I think where I learned how to flirt a little bit too, because, you know, a lot of the offices, uh, more female predominant and, you know, you got to separate yourself from all the other guys walking in and, you know, I, I had a lot of fun with sales. I did very well. I mean, financially it was, it was a great job and. I, you know, the, the Summer House thing came along and, you know, Kyle, you know, one of the main guys and one of my best friends, basically, I was actually at, at my dentist's office and my dentist was like, yo, your buddy's on this new show. And I was like, what's it about? I emailed uh, Kyle and was like, I asked him about the show. And he's like, we're actually casting looking for another guy.
0: So how, nice. yeah, so how did you meet Kyle?
2: Um, Kyle, I mean, honestly, we met. Through, like a mutual friend um, he lived in Soho near me he was in like Nolita and we used to go to the same Equinox um, which one one on Prince
0: okay that one's a good one it's, I have seen Kanye there I've seen Dave Chappelle there it's uh, a lot of gay whoa, guys whoa, but it's whoa, okay whoa. <laughs> Kanye goes <laughs> to an Equinox what yeah dude Yo, uh, Dax, I got a great story. So one day I'm at the gym, and all of a sudden uh, Kanye would go. Actually, Kanye goes. Sorry. I'm, uh, back to me, Carl. You know, not about you, <laughs> even though you're the guest. But, uh, so all of a sudden one day I'm at the gym, and Kanye's working out. And he would go there when he was working on the fashion line. He would be there every morning around 9 a.m., around 9.30 a.m., and all of a sudden Chappelle was working out, and Chappelle got done working out, and he was waiting for Kanye to come out. So I'm outside on the stoop talking to Dave Chappelle, Dude, this is a crazy story actually. So I'm, I'm hanging on the stoop, waiting for Kanye to come out, and Dave Chappelle is waiting outside, waiting for Kanye to come out too because he knew him was well. All of a sudden, Kanye like kind of ran out and jumped in his in his Maybach, and all of a sudden, Chappelle's like, "Yo, Kanye, Kanye!" and and Dave and and Kanye didn't see him and just jumps in the car and drives off. And I'm like standing with Dave Chappelle, so I chase after the car. I'm like, "Yo, Kanye, Kanye, Dave Chappelle's back there." I want to say he was like, "Wait, what?" He jumps out of his car right on Broadway. He's like, "Yo, Dave, what's up?" Hop in the car, and they hop in the car, drive two blocks down to the Mercer Street Hotel. Literally, they just drive two blocks back to his hotel where he was staying, and that and then they were just hanging out. But that was okay.
1: So the Mercer doesn't have a like a an indoor gym.
0: It's I think it's more of like a. it's more of like a boutique type gym, you know. There's a there's an Equinox down the street, which is probably a way better gym. Um, but you see I a just lot think of people. It's so
1: funny to see such a famous person there working out. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah.
0: I've seen a lot of people. I have seen Mark Consuelos work out there. Um, yeah, but that that's a good Equinox.
1: in New York,
2: I mean, you see kind of a lot of celebrity people in Soho a lot. At least I do.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Who have you seen at the gym, Carl? <laughs> um, who's? I mean, the most. Honestly, like, I, I I, don't even pay
2: attention, actually. like I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Um, there was an actress. Uh, what's her face? Kate Beckinsale, I, I've seen.
1: That's a huge one. Dude, that's a huge. That's great. Kate I, Beckinsale and her Lululemon's just doing uh, some uh, workout.
2: Oh, I love that. Who, who, whoever, invented, whoever invented workout stretchy pants should be. <laughs> same, same
0: dude, it. the crazy part is carl based on her track record and right with men you actually have a chance at kate beckinsale like that's she's dating like <laughs> a 23 year old dude right now like you have a good chance with her you have so. actually a really I'm good 35,
1: chance. 35 so i fit maybe the more the age back a little bit better <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, so so tell us so, so you talk to your buddy he says you know they're they're doing auditioning right now yeah i mean was, walk us through the audition process for i mean Summer it's House. more like
2: yeah, I mean, basically, I, I they I sent in they sent in like it, it's all like so, they look at social media first and like you know they kind of get a sense. They also our group they wanted to be organic like a group of friends. So like, say casting isn't the right word. It was more like, you know, Kyle, like who are your cool friends or who are your people that you run with in the city. But also, so I had also met Kyle and the Hamptons as well. But um, yeah, I mean, I basically went in and met like some producers and I was actually wearing a full suit because I was coming from like a sales meeting. And honestly, I didn't think anything of it. I was just kind of like, whatever. I knew it was a cool opportunity, but didn't really care personally because I was doing well at my job. And, you know, the thought of like, it, it was almost like, fuck it, I'm just going to be a dick and kind of just be like an elevated person, your elevated version of myself. Um, I think they like that, <laughs> and unfortunately. So from there, I did I did another like couple minute video. They filmed me asking questions and then it was like Carl's friends with two of these people and. You know, runs in the same circle so let's let's give it a shot so the rush is history that's
1: awesome how fun that's awesome dude and then the last suit you had to wear for a while right yeah Yeah. (laughs) i've i i did get let go from that company uh after the
2: first season aired uh really i was i was willing to risk it i had been to that company six years and was kind of like you know what this is another opportunity it gets me back on tv i i do enjoy being on camera i've you know, I find I think Bravo's got a really great platform for things. Otherwise, you know, as a you know, like we talk about Loverboy later, but it's all.
1: What was their reason for letting you go?
2: Um, I think it's just a distraction. I mean, when your clients and people buying from you are like also watching you on TV get drunk and hook up with girls, it can be a little distracting.
1: Or sell more Invisalign. Well, I guess what? I that was my thought truthfully you know that yeah. make
2: more of a business sense i don't think a lot of these bigger it was a corporation publicly traded
1: you know i i would just think that it is such like in sales the number one thing is you it's a conversation you walk into a business and they go holy crap i just saw you on tv tell me about this okay so what are you selling now and like i feel that it would actually benefit the I, company to have a recognizable face out there selling their product cuz think about that when when a company like that with teeth straighteners or whiteners or whatever they're hiring all these people on Instagram who have millions of followers to post a photo with their stuff how much more beneficial is it to have the guy from the show outselling your product
2: you you argued everything that i would argue uh you know i think that makes a lot of sense i mean I, i've worked since that i've also had two other jobs where that was kind of the pretense is that i was kind of like a not an ambassador but you know also working full time but You know, being able to provide a social media platform and also a TV awareness and those companies kind of got it. But I don't think sometimes the ROI on some things related to Bravo, like a lot of things on Bravo don't translate well to TV. So even like my storyline has been on the sales guy, but they don't really track a lot of it. It's kind of like, did he make his quota or, you know, where Loverboy now, like they're actually seeing the process of the Loverboy brand and some of our growth, like just how we built the company. Which I think translates better to TV. So, like, I agree with you. Trust me. It's, it's, I'd I'd love to just, you know, start my own thing. But, you know, the Loverboy thing has been just awesome so far with Kyle and Amanda. Yeah, yeah.
0: We're going to get, we're going to get into Loverboy. But I want to ask you more about the Hamptons. You know, the Hamptons, how would you describe, because here's the thing Dax is an LA guy. How would you describe, I've never been to the Hamptons. Yeah. How would you describe the Hamptons?
2: I mean, I think people expect it to be like one central spot, it's, it's a very spread out part of the island. Um, it's just a more, I think elevated kind of cleaner beach town than like what you'd expect from like a Jersey shore. I mean, there's definitely, you know, really cool restaurants. I think a lot of the best chefs and tours plant their flag in the Hamptons. Cause that's like a way of kind of saying like we're, we're legit. Uh, and certainly there's a lot of beautiful homes. So you have like some crazy ass houses on the beach, um, a lot of pools and like outdoor barbecuing and Clam bakes and stuff, but then the most important thing is just some of the the live music scenes. There's uh, Surf Lodge, which you get, sure, you know, anywhere from Rufus Du Sol to Yclef Jean performing on a Sunday, um, and then you have know, some other places out there. So it's got a little bit mix of everything, you know.
0: But it's so it's so expensive, dude. The, it, Dax, I don't think you realize like it's like it's it, it, the Hamptons. Not only the houses, like listen, you guys get to live in a house for free, but like when you go out, like partying out there is expensive.
2: It is. <laughs> I'm not proud of it but I've had weekends with some of my friends and like we're all on a, on like a tab and I mean we've spent upwards of $15,000 on a weekend.
1: Oh, so it's it's like going and doing a really big weekend in Vegas then.
2: Yeah, yeah, and, and you don't have, you know, as much to maybe show for it uh than than Vegas. But yeah, my, the Hamptons is just it's such a cool place too from a people perspective. I think the people you interact with out here, you know, whether they're entrepreneurs or in fashion or models or athletes you get kind of like a cool mix of people. I've met a ton of people out here that's translated to New York City opportunities.
1: So my question for, since I've never been to the Hamptons, I picture the Hamptons as a bunch of essentially houses that you go party in. But is it more of a, a scene where you guys go out there, you stay, but you leave to go do the partying on the beach or at the clubs or whatever?
2: Combination, I think, As you get, as you have a network of friends, like for example, like I'll have a house with seven or eight other friends, but also we know the one friend's got the house by the beach with the pool. Mm. So we may do dinners, you know, at our own home, but then certainly people throw big, big parties after parties. Uh, there is a, there is like a constituent of people that get coolers and just go chill at the beach. Um, but you do need beach access in some places. So it's like, there is some privacy components to a lot of the beaches out here. Um, yeah. So it depends on, on, on how rich you are or who you know. I mean, you could have like a shitty little motel in Montauk and still kind of have some fun, but you could also be in East Hampton at someone's $5 million house.
1: Well, I know fucking Carl now, so I'm coming out next summer once this quarantine's lifted and we're partying, Carl. Yeah.
2: If we do a season five and we're allowed to have parties, I mean, I, I'll i extend the invite.
0: Yes. Dude, so what's going on right now? Since we people are like, are we going to have a summer? What's the status of another season of Summer House. Are you guys being we to go out there?
2: Yeah, I mean, we're obviously fingers crossed. Like, I mean, we talked earlier about the ratings. I mean, our the ratings are are great. People are watching. They're engaged. I mean, we're, we're hoping. We haven't been told anything. I would think we should know in the next month. Um, You know, our finales this week, and then they usually don't make a decision until the end of May, typically middle of May, end of May anyway. So I'm hoping. I mean, I feel like we could do a quarantine house.
0: Yeah. <laughs> But here's the thing is Dax, the ride out to the Hamptons yeah. is so fucking long. Like especially you don't know how long it's going to be. Like to do that ride every week is it's a lot of work and it's a lot of patience. How do like how when do you leave to go out and when do you usually come back from the Hamptons?
2: Yeah, so Dax, like to to paint a picture, I mean we've you know the Hamptons at the earliest point is about 2 hour drive from Manhattan on okay. a, on, yeah. a good uh, on a good day.
0: on a good day
2: friday traffic you know summer traffic i mean it could take you three and a half four hours
1: um, so that's like me driving to la right now <laughs> yeah and definitely. i live 30 minutes 30 miles away <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I used to live in uh newport beach for a little bit
1: and drive to la all the time it was it's horrible right it was hours brutal um, okay all right and so then you get out there and you just and now it's up, just a, you drive script. out on the weekend and just go crazy
2: we usually leave friday morning um try to beat the traffic now there's some production components that are unfortunate you know we we actually have cameras in the cars most of the time uh so they've got to rig all that stuff up and we've got to you know it, we're making a show so we've got to hit certain talking points and make sure we're staying on track with things so the drive is like not only work but you're sitting in traffic and you're sweating trying to make it fun you're sweating your ass off and people are bitching about you know i gotta pee or, you know your, your typical road trip nightmares <laughs> every friday and then we drive back sunday sunday afternoon or sunday night
1: usually now do you ever get to a point in the car ride where you're like two hours and 10 minutes in and you just you like have no more energy to let you know you're being filmed but you're like i I don't have any more energy how like how do i keep this going because i do that sometimes with our podcast we'll get like two hours in with a guest and i'm like i'm losing energy here and it's it's just i think that's natural do you feel that you have to keep it going
2: yeah, I mean, I think we all feel at least the the OGs. I mean, I've been lucky to be on this show for four seasons, and two two others, Kyle and Lindsay, are you know my best friends. They've been on it. I mean, we, a lot of, lot of sugar free Red Bull. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I think you know we feel a sense of pride that like we've got a pre- it's a it's it's a job in some respect, and you want to show up and be be a pro. And I think why we've been on the show this long is we do perform and know when to really like bring it. But we're also yeah. really honest. If Like, listen, like, we tell a producer, like, hey, we need a break. Like, you know, we're going to pull over and get a coffee at Starbucks or, you know, they, they, they've they been really good with us when, you know, they need to get something out of us. We also kind of bargain, bargain with them.
1: So one thing that I, I wanted to ask you, how does it work with food on the show? Because as a viewer, I know it's something so silly, but, like, do they stock your fridge? Do they get the oh. food ready for you? Do you have to make it? How does that work?
2: No, I mean, in – Again, this is I think the beauty of our show, and I'm very proud of this. Is in the nature of keeping it real and organic, and is like, awesome, you know, as authentic as possible. Is it's a normal thing in the Hamptons with groups of friends to get houses. They basically just get a big fresh direct order. Someone kind of is in charge of ordering it. We order our own food. We stock the house ourselves, um, and that's how the alcohol component came out too. And you know, we could talk about Loverboy at some point, but we also were in charge of supplying our own booze. So, that that's how it's done normally, and that's how we do it on our show. It's just it's, it's just more authentic that way.
0: Sick. That's awesome. But what about the car to get out to the Hamptons, you know? I mean, obviously, everyone in New York City, if you have a car in New York City, Dax, it's like you're 17 again. Like, oh, my God, he's got a car. And I know, you know, <laughs> Kyle has his, like, blue BMW. Like, how does it work? Do they provide the transportation for you guys to get out there? Or?
2: They they have in, in certain summers. Uh, it just depends on what's going on. Like, Kyle did have a car. I also – Um, I worked out on my own, a a deal with Lexus. So I was able to lease a car for the summer and get like a really good deal. So like I did that because outside of filming, I wanted to be able to go drive around various places for work or for maybe a a longer uh, weekend or something. So yeah, the cars, you know, we do get rides if we need them from them, but most of the time, like we've had our own vehicles. So it's just worked out.
0: That's crazy, dude. So, I mean, listen, you go to the house the house is pretty cool. You know, you guys throw some inf- crazy parties. I mean, obviously, Kyle had that frat party this past season. What was the one party? What was the best party you guys have had at the house? Like, man, this party was fucking legit.
2: I mean, I'd say the the frat party was, truthfully. I mean, we've had, you name it, from the first season till now. I mean, you know, typically a July 4th party. Kyle is, you know, kind of a central figure. His birthday has always been kind of middle of August. And then we have kind of the Labor Day so it's usually three big parties each season. I would say this toga party that we had I mean like animal house style um, it was it was really rowdy. I mean I there was some very intoxicated people um, we had a big water slide someone got injured on the water slide and actually like <laughs> it was a huge like from a, just a debauchery standpoint I mean it was really rowdy and the place was I mean the, the trash cleanup because we clean up as well people don't realize so I had to clean up that party.
1: Was, Are you? was there was there ever a moment during that party, uh, like when you're watching it back on the show and you're kind of reliving that night? Was there a moment that you're like, "Damn, why didn't that moment make the show? Like that was so good, that was so funny or so crazy. Why didn't that moment make the show?"
2: There's a lot of that. I I mean, you, I, there's I don't know. Just it just sucks sometimes. here. You know? there's certain things that just. That well, H-
1: since they since they missed it, fill us in on a moment that we missed.
2: Um. I think there's just the random banter that like, I can't, it's such a blur. I mean, again, all this stuff was like nine months ago. Um, there's certain just banter at the dinner table or in the car. I mean, there's a lot of like finger banging talk this, this past season. And <laughs> we actually came up with a, a song that we would sing. And, uh, Luke, you know, one of the new uh, guys in our house, he plays guitar. So he was kind of doing this acoustic and it was like the no, the no kiss finger bang. <laughs> <laughs> And we had this whole, like, kind of ballad that we would sing. I I thought that would make it in, but it it didn't make it it in.
0: Well, you know, dude, when you guys go out at night, I notice, like, when you guys leave the house, you guys aren't – the cameras aren't really shooting at the bars. It seems like it's more cell phone footage. How is, like, the Hampton scene treat you guys? Like, when you guys go out to a bar or restaurant, how does that work with the show? Are you guys allowed to film or –
2: Well, the first season, we all went into the – like, filming, thinking like, oh, we can go to Surf Lodge and we can go to these places that we normally go. Um, I quickly realized that even like Kardashians have filmed in Southampton, but they weren't allowed to film in any other place. Same with like some other productions that come out here. They're very strict, but since the show's success and people understanding that we're not quite that crazy, like we're not going to come in and break tables or like get in crazy fights, that it's been a little lax. So certain locations love having us, Um, But the places that don't typically what we've done is a lot of us just do social media anyway. So they we we save videos from like our posts on Instagram Um, and they kind of use some of those those that footage sometimes, I think.
0: That's cool. And is it weird? Like, listen, you've been on the show for a while now, but is it weird or awkward when, you know, people like you, you know, and Kyle get asked to come back for another season? Other cast members like Danielle or Jordan don't get asked to come back. Is that awkward or weird with each other?
2: yeah it's definitely gotten awkward uh it's changed some friendships no doubt um even people from season one to season two and and on i mean we've had we've had changes every season um you know it's it, with the exception of maybe danielle and everett and a few maybe but one other it's like we don't even speak to some of these people anymore you know yeah maybe a jealousy i think when you're when you do give up a lot of your personal life to the show and you ultimately they don't ask you back you're you're probably a little bitter and maybe a little frustrated and you just want to go do your own thing and, and kind of re- reinvent yourself after.
0: Yeah. Cause yeah. like this past season, I noticed Jordan was making some appearances this year. And first, you know, as a viewer, I felt like as he was like trying to like get back on the show a little bit, you know, like he was like, Oh, I'm just going to come back this weekend. And you know, and I was like, I was like, is he just trying to get FaceTime on the show? Is he trying to put, put himself back on the show? Did, what were your opinions of Jordan? Did you think that at all that he was trying to come back on the show?
2: We all questioned what his, uh, his merits for being there were. I mean, I I've I've been I, like when anybody joins our our group and we meet new friends, like I've always taken it upon myself to be supportive and like I know it's like to be the new guy, and I was I took him aside and was trying to be helpful. And he just when you're not really transparent on TV or, or tell like your your true story, it people don't like that. They don't think you're legitimate or, or real. And I I question a lot of that. So I I did question that even this past season when he makes some appearances. You know, why are you really here? What are your intentions?
0: Yeah. I mean, you were pretty real this season, you know, when you watch this episode, this season, what are your thoughts? And, you know, you watch yourself back. What are your thoughts of yourself this past season?
2: I mean, it's, it's been a little sobering, some things. I mean, I think, you know, I was definitely in a dark place this past summer, just, you know, let a lot of, you know, relationship stuff kind of get to me and then some familial things that I, I typically would just resort to partying. Um, so there's a few scenes and, and moments that I'm not very proud of, just how I've handled and behaved myself. It's, you know, it's hard to watch some of it, but I will say it's been therapeutic. Not a lot of people have footage of themselves behaving in a way that's not necessarily that great. So it's helped me. I'm, I'm in a good, I'm in a really good place now. I've actually been seeking out some alcohol treatment, you know, some therapy around that stuff, which is something I never did before. And, you know, looking back on four seasons, I've been, been partying pretty hard. So I just need to take a break. So I've been sober for the time being and, you know, kind of reassess after a few months and then go from there.
0: Is it hard being sober, but also working for an alcohol company?
2: That's something I was kind of concerned about a little bit, even in this journey. I mean, this fall I was like kind of, you know, was definitely drinking way too much. It just was like, I need to take a break. I finally admitted that I needed that, but I didn't, I was realizing that I'm also with an alcohol brand, but a lot of people that work in the nightlife space and hospitality and alcohol actually don't drink. So I think just having a better relationship with it is my main goal, and you know, maybe even having a lover boy non-alcoholic version come out soon.
1: We'll see. So, are you are you feeling that you have a long term problem, or are you just taking a break from alcohol? I'm taking a break, and I think just
2: addressing some other things that were going on that I didn't, you know, some some familial stuff, some personal things that I've, you know, kind of struggled with that just never really gotten the right attention. Mm
1: -hmm. Um.
2: And you know, I'd I like to think, I mean, I can certainly have nights where I have a couple drinks so I'm totally fine, but I've had, you know, others where I, I take it too far. And I just kinda wanted to to do like a sobriety checkpoint and just kinda like see how I feel. And I've been feeling great for the last, you know, few months, uh, not drinking. So it's been good.
0: Do you it's think good. if the show continues, like, you know, Memorial Day is around the corner, if the show starts to pick up around Memorial Day, will you go back to drinking for the start of the show or how do you think
2: I think right okay. now in this moment I, I'm just gonna take it as it is. Like I, I I probably would not be drinking much, but, you know, I've been it's who knows what's going to happen. I mean, I'm kind of like I think all of us are like not really sure how things are going to be socially, if we're going to be able to even go out much. Um, But right now there hasn't been a lot of temptation, so it's been easier. But I'd like to think that I could still go out and and not drink and still be the same Carl and be actually a lot cooler. So I'm going to try
1: I'm going to try with do you get nervous that like Bravo would hear you say that and be like oh he's sober now hmm, he was so much fun on this uh, this last season
2: I think as long as it's authentic to myself and I'm telling my truth which is that I love Bravo before I mean you know the way that the, it, it is who you are on TV it's just it's it's an elevated version it's on steroids and I've certainly just in the comfort of you know you have a lot you know you're you're letting loose, but I, I get I let loose and get a, look, carried away. But I've watched back other seasons where I've been sober and I'm just as you know just as fun or just as you know opinionated and vulnerable as other times. So I, I think they want me to just be happy and healthy, and that will be a good version of me on TV. Yeah,
0: That's and it's awesome. pretty cool. I mean, knowing knowing Carl, that this is something that started for him trying to kind of discover himself and put himself in a better position. This was before. He's been working on this before the start of the season of the show. So this has been a continual thing that he's kind of known. So, I mean, congratulations to you that you're, you know, you're trying to improve yourself. I think that's really, uh, once you kind of be proactive and, you know, it didn't take you to see yourself on the show to start conti- to start this journey. You started, you noticed something in yourself. they are like, man, I got to fucking change. So uh, that was a uh, really cool of you. How is the relationship right now with you and your current cast members? Are you guys very close? You guys talk all the time?
2: Yeah, I mean we everybody we're on the group chat, um, which is, is always kind of fun. I mean it, it goes silent sometimes right after the episode airs. Just <laughs> people are like, "Listen, I mean, there's a lot of conversations that are you watch on TV that you weren't there for. Uh, certainly, you know, behind closed doors, you know, shit talking, and then the interviews where you're, you know, the person's talking to the camera. It, I mean, I don't care as much because I'm, I mean, I'm a dude and I can. I can take it. I think the girls definitely are a little more sensitive, obviously. So
1: does, does anyone yeah. ever bring it up in the group chat and be like, what there's, the fuck Kyle? Like, why would you say that? There's not a couple of, It's more of the funny moments that are brought up. And then it's the side
2: texting to the, each person. Yeah. I found myself apologizing to Jules, you know, the next day after trying to you know kick her out of the house, I was like re-apologizing again.
0: <laughs> yeah, but dude, you were apologized and then you guys kind of went out, and then you know things started to, uh, kind you know, kind of get a little bit heavier between you and Jules. Uh, but Jules was a new cast member this year, and so was Luke. You know, what were your thoughts on both of them? You know, now when you look back,
2: I think for us you know, it takes the load off us a little bit. I mean, you know, being an OG, not that like, it just, you just feel a sense of pressure just sometimes I think to have fun and to like be opinionated and be vulnerable and tell your story and having two new people. I thought, you know, obviously Luke and, and Jules are attractive, which I think is, is helpful for our summer show. But I think Luke's got a, you know, interesting story being kind of a a model, but also kind of this jeweler, jeweler, designer, biker, hockey player,
0: (laughs) Minnesota dude yeah
2: a guy like he's got this uh like the Brad Pitt vibes um but he's I he's been good I think we me and Kyle have needed another bro so it's been been good to have another dude but yeah Jules is I think you know she's younger which I think is great with to link up with the younger girls um you know obviously it's it was hard because she was new she didn't really know a lot of the group other than like Hannah and Jordan so I think she's she's adjusted well but it's hard to
1: join the group
0: so if you had to think of one person that's not gonna be asked back next season, who would it be?
1: I, honestly, I think everybody would probably stay. Yeah. All right, how about let me re ask. Adam, if you were a producer for Bravo, yeah. who would you not have back oh, next season?
0: Dude, that's a tough one. Um, I mean Carl, Kyle's great, Carl's great for T V. Um I would this is gonna suck. Um, because she's new, I would say Jules. Uh, you know, I, I think it was tough for her to come in as a new person and it's nothing about her, but you know, you have to have that strong personality, which I think she kind of lacked. She was, you know, kind of trying to find her way. And right now we're one episode away from the end of the season. And I don't think she found her, 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 her way this current season.
2: You know, as far as Jules is I mean, I think she's definitely come a long way even since like, yeah the summer, um, She's a sweet girl. And she she you know, She's a very pretty girl. She's cool. I think she was a little young and kind of just green to just the whole experience of being on Agreed, yeah. camera and stuff. So that that's hard, but we'll see. I don't know, it's not it's not our call. People ask us all the time. I will say, you know, we we, ha, you know, we have our group of friends. We make a lot of like I've suggested a lot of my other close friends that they've said no to. So it's just depends on how it all mixes up.
1: And do the producers come to you at all and say, hey, who'd you have fun with this, this season? Who do, Who would you want to have back? Do they? Do you have any involvement in that? I think they just can tell just by, like, we talk about who we hang out with, who our friends are, how
2: the relationships have evolved and changed, you know, who's working at what, who's doing this. It kind of just, it, it happens almost like how a summer house actually happens. I mean, some people you lose, just work takes over, another relationship Um I know, you know, someone's got a new friend who's single and wants to have a weird summer. It's just, it, it, it's actually all falling
1: together really well each season. Well, Carl, now that now that we're best friends, are you going to recommend me for the show? Yes, send me your Instagram.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah Dex, just let you know, on, want the My Instagram would be guy.
1: the worst. They'd be like, oh, fucking two kids married. Yeah. He can't show up to this shit. They He'd want a married here,
0: guy Dex. from the OC. That's what they need. <laughs> That's what they've been lacking, Dex.
1: Or if
2: you were divorced and maybe had one of your kids, I don't know, that could work.
0: Wait, let me ask, but what does Jules do? I don't understand what she does for a living. Like how does she make money?
2: Uh so she, I believe her core business is like social media managing. She does a lot of stuff for brands, but she also I think has developed an influencer way of life with certain skincare companies and like beauty routines. She's got like she's done some modeling as well.
0: Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. How how is your current love life going? You know, what is you know, obviously, we saw you have some hookups this past summer, but are you single? Are you dating? What's what's the deal with you?
2: I am single and currently enjoying that. It's hard. I, I mean, I can't think. I can imagine all the young couples right now that are quarantined together and on top of each other. How hard that is! But being single and not being able to see anybody, you know, presents its challenges too. So I, I'm single Here, and I'm happy
1: about it. Here's the th- thing, though. Like. So when you know productions coming up and that you're going to be filming, are you ne- like you can't really get into a relationship, right? Like, aren't you kind of in a point in your life where the show, it's important for you to be single on the show? Unless, of course, you're dating one of the cast members. But like, other than that, you can't really go into the show and be dating someone. So how do, how does that work?
2: It that That's probably been the biggest challenge for me. Even some of the girls that on other seasons I have maybe dated or it's not fully shown, but I've gone into relationships after just the the amount of just I mean I I get noticed a lot in public it's obviously fun and and different things but it's been hard for some of the girls that I've dated to be out in public like girls coming up and they get kind of some insecurity about just this whole world that I live in and you know girls sliding in my dms and it's I need to find someone that I think is very comfortable in, in the public eye and that someone who's you know whether it's been nice like Hooking up with girls on the show because they understand kind of the environment we're in. Yeah, it certainly brings out you know some people question my character and how I treat women and things. But I'm just I think for the time being, being single and focused on myself and my business is is the way to go. And you know, the right girl comes along, we'll we'll see.
1: So we've asked a lot of famous women. You know, who are the guys that have slid into their DMs? Because I always have these celebrities. You seem like a guy that would have famous women sliding into your DMs. You ever had any celeb, female celeb yep. sliding into your DMs? I ha- I mean, I have. Uh, the-,
2: the one that I thought was the coolest, well, there's two. There's-, there's a girl that's, her name is G. Hurst. She's on Vikings on BBC.
1: Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's cool.
2: Gorgeous blonde, but she's from the UK. And I was just like, how the hell would you know who I
1: am? Then the other. I'm I'm googling at the moment. uh, (laughs) E e h i r s t.
0: And who's the Uh, other one?
2: And then, so she's a she's a musician. Uh, Her name's Banks.
0: Wait, I know Banks. Banks. I like Banks.
2: Yeah, I like Banks a lot. So her mom. I like her
0: music. Yeah.
2: Her mom's a big fan of the show, and her mom DM'd me. I didn't respond because I get I do get a lot of messages, and it's hard to even understand what the hell's going on. Banks DM'd me. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, and then there was like her mom. But then we started, I mean, not flirting, but just kind of chatting back and forth. I, I, she actually was in Brooklyn not that long ago performing. I was going to try and go, but I couldn't go. Um, she invited me. She said, you should come, but I i couldn't make it.
0: Dude, Banks was, is a – she's good. She's big. She's – I like her music.
2: She's from Cal- – I think she's from L.A. actually. She's from like Thousand Oaks.
0: That's dope, man. So it was like – is that – how are you finding most of the women you date? Is it you know a dating site? Is it in person? You know, like what do you – what's the vibe like?
2: I've never done dating sites ever, like any apps or anything. It's just I think my my app is Instagram, if you want to call it that. Uh, I just I prefer meeting people in person. I've, you know, I'm lucky that I'm on a show and you get a lot of girls interested, but I just need that in in person vibe. Um, but I like Cana- I think I like Canadian women more.
0: Really, why is that?
2: I think like I've met some girls from Toronto. Like they're attractive, but they're just down to earth and cool.
0: Canadians chill. are
1: the nicest people, aren't they?
2: Yeah, Jeez. so I, I'm, I think my next. Voyage into a female might hopefully would be a Canadian girl from Toronto.
0: And you and Lindsay are cool now. I know you guys have you know you guys just have a great relationship.
2: Yeah, I mean it took a little detour trying to kind of figure out if dating was would be good for us. I still you know feel confident about how you know how we are now, which is we're we're best friends. She's she's in relationship with another guy that's a good dude. Um, I don't know. Anytime you like, I don't know people. I've been best friends with her for four or five years. We hooked up. Now we're like having this summer. It's like why not try it out? But it just like she was definitely looking for something more serious than I was, and I didn't really understand that.
0: Yeah, well, this. Listen, you're in a, you're in a, and and actually, tomorrow is uh, is going to be the reunion. You guys shot the reunion already. How did you guys shoot the reunion over quarantine? How was that vibe like?
2: Um, yeah, it's hard because definitely there was you know the people have opinions and people want to flesh things out. There was definitely some. Some heated moments. I, on the most part, I felt we had a a reunion season two, which did not go great for everybody. It was just ugly. We were all arguing and flipping out. This one, for me, I felt really good about kind of clearing the air, you know, telling my story and my side. But it's awkward because people are kind of stepping on each other because the digital and, you know, audio visual is a little delayed. Um, but they're gonna edit it together. So I hope they can maybe make, you know, patch it together. Yeah.
0: And uh dude, I the one thing I'll say, you know, I'm gonna bring now I'm gonna kinda of circle this all back together. The one thing I'll say about this season, and I think it's very good to you, and this is a smart thing about you and Kyle and Amanda, what you guys did. I felt like it was one big commercial for Loverboy, which I'm telling you, I've been so conscious of seeing Loverboy on screen when I go to bars before quarantine, I see it. There's a restaurant down the street, uh, Duke's, where there's a big light up uh, Loverboy sign. Dude, Loverboy is crushing it right now. Loverboy is the alcohol drink that Carl's a partner in and uh, a bunch of the Kyle and Amanda are partners in. I mean... Dude, how's it feel to be working with your friends, but also working for a brand that you guys believe in and it's doing well? How does that feel?
2: Feels great. Now I'm glad you you know you you recognize that. I mean, we're very lucky to have the platform we have. I think Kyle and I, even when we first talked about this whole summer house thing, he was like, "Dude, look at Bethany Frankel. Look at what she did with Skinny Girl. Uh, look at some of these real estate guys, million dollar listing, and you know the housewives and their restaurants." So we looked at that as like you know, and, and out of the the show and this environment of drinking on the weekends. Kyle and I were wanting something that truthfully had low, lower sugar, or lower calorie. You could drink all day and take off your shirt and still be in shape. So out of just that environment of partying on the weekends came, you know, a, basically an authentic, transparent beverage called Loverboy, which has no sugar, 90 calories and 4.2% alcohol. And it's made from premium ingredients and you actually know the brand story. So, you know, we're we're trying to build a better for you alcohol company, you know, based on Again, having fun, being social so our cans are very colorful and, and light and are, are bright. And then, you know, it's made with premium ingredients. So, you know, a lot of the alcohol that's out there these days comes from Bud Light or Corona and these big ass companies. You don't even know any backstory. So we, we're trying to play on consumers right now that are looking to buy and support from brands that actually know the story. So the show tells that story. Our social media, you know, um, you know, kind of cements that. And then, you know, we're able to really capitalize you know, you can buy some of our products online actually at loverboy, drinkloverboy.com so that's actually helped our national awareness has too. has this
0: show was bravo cool g- about you guys bringing loverboy and kind of exposing loverboy.
2: Yeah, I mean it's it's a, it's, it's we are building it's ground up. We're not just like a housewife like white labeling, you know, a rosé from California and just saying it's theirs. That's why I think it, it really worked well cuz it's a, it's really authentic. You know, Kyle self-funding it you know having Amanda join and do the graphic and creative design. You know, I invested in the company and also, you know, have extended my business development skills and my sales skills. So it all it actually like came together for real. And that's, I think, easier to track and not as much of an infomercial. Certainly the cans being at every party and the cases stacked up, you know, we're not you know, we're going to take full advantage every every moment we can to be holding a can or have the cat on. Uh, I will say, at one point, they made me turn my hat backwards because they were like, "This is becoming a level. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dude, I gotta tell you, it is it is such a smart move. I, you know, I've said it for years. Like even with Bethany Frankel, with Lisa Vanderpump, with DJ Pauly D, like having a commodity that lives beyond the show is a brilliant idea because these shows they come and go. You don't know if you're gonna get a next season. Bravo doesn't know if there's gonna be a next season. But Loverboy will have another season. And that's what's important. Yeah. And so it's setting you up for long term success. So I, I think it's really smart of you guys.
2: Yeah, thanks, man. And that's I, I appreciate you saying that. I mean, that's kind of what, what our hope is. I mean, if we get another season, you'll you'll hopefully be able to see more of the backstory of, of our growth and you know what we're doing. And we it's funny, we filmed a lot more than what they show on the show, just like me and Kyle more at the facility, like packaging and canning. You know, we we actually are building this, so that's been the fun part is actually doing it. Have so. you noticed
0: an increase in sales from since the show's aired in the past, maybe four months or so?
2: Yeah, since the show aired, I mean, our sales have tripled and quadrupled in all markets we're in. I, honestly, it's we can't keep on in stock in in places like it's. I've had calls from Seven Eleven owners out here in the Hamptons that were in a few locations and some other distributors out here. He's he goes, I've never seen any velocity like this in my entire career. Like we I literally don't have any marketing. I put it on the shelf and it was gone in 24 hours. It's
0: crazy. It's be, it's <laughs> honestly, great. Dax, it's becoming like the drink of the Hamptons. You know, it's uh, it's fucking you awesome, dude.
2: So it's it's been cool. I, I would say too. I mean, you know, we're we're still growing. We're we're our startup, so we we've certainly faced challenges. And to add to your question, Adam, like working with Kyle and Amanda's been awesome, but it's it's hard. I mean, you're, you're my best friends, and now it's business. So it's there's been some Just growing pains with that inherently, you know?
0: Yeah. Dude, man, congratulations, Carl. Honestly, you came a long way just in the past year. And I think there's people don't even understand. And I hope they realize how much you've come. You know, they look more into what you've just seen on the show, but what you've come personally, you know, and before the show even aired that you've been kind of working on. So I think when the show comes back, because I do believe the show will come back. They will see uh, Carl in a better place and a better state, and just become more hyper aware. But also still still happy and having fun. It's gonna be, it's gonna be cool. You're still gonna see you're you're still gonna see Carl. You're you know he's gonna be the same Carl, but he's just gonna be in a in a better state, in a better place.
2: I agree. No. And I appreciate the uh, the sentiments, Adam. You've you've been a part of my journey for a little bit too. So I appreciate it.
1: <laughs> you're the man, now, and Carl. Yeah. Thank you so much. This was such like a, a last minute thing. We wanted to get you on before the reunion show, yeah. and you made it happen. And you know, big thanks. And and where can people find you? Obviously your instagram but give us give us wherever people can find you
2: yeah carl uh, radke r-a-d-k-e at Karl Radke on ig uh linkedin actually has been really good just for the professional any lover boys out there um but our uh, the most important thing is www.drinkloverboy.com you can actually buy our product in those states
1: and most importantly no stress more life
0: it's good man
1: yes i love it's it it's
0: good Carl. Well, thank
1: you carl Thanks, and uh People can find us at – I'm at Dax Holt. Adam is at Adam Glenn. And uh, I just wanted to big say a big thanks to all of our listeners who have been subscribing. They've been leaving us awesome reviews on iTunes. Carl, we expect an awesome review from you on iTunes now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Fresh off the Aaron Carter – we just had Aaron Carter and everyone, we're getting – it's blowing up right now, so we're, we're, uh, it's a good week for our listeners. So, dude, thank you guys for listening. Write a review, subscribe, and we'll see you guys later. A real